Today is Tuesday, April 9th, 2019, and you're listening to the official VIEW News, brought to you by VIEW Mastery. I'm Adam Jar, And I'm Ben Hong. You can find links to all the stories we talk about at news.viewjs.org. If you're interested in speaking at a North American VIEW conference, VIEW Toronto's call for papers is now open. The deadline to submit a talk is June 30th. And in case you're wondering, the conference will be held from November 11th to the 13th. Ben and I were both at last year's conference, and it was a great collection of VIEW developers from around the world. That it was. Had a great time and can't wait for this one. Torsten from the core team, who you might know as Linus Borg, recently tweeted out three RFCs for VIEW 3.0. And in case our listeners don't know what an RFC is? RFCs stand for Request for Comments. Right, so it's a way for anyone to voice their opinion to help shape how VIEW 3 might work. You got it. And in Torsten's tweet, there are RFCs for changes to the Render Function API, Functional Components API, and one of my favorite upcoming changes in VIEW 3.0, Default Attribute Fallthrough Behavior. The release of View Router 3.0.3 was just announced. This release includes some small bug fixes which you can read about on GitHub. In the event you're able to make it out to the beautiful port of Alicante in Spain, you won't want to miss out on the second edition of View Day 2019. Tickets go on sale very soon, so be sure to follow them on Twitter to get the latest update. The release of Portal View 2.0 is now live. Portal View is a technique that utilizes two components that allow you to render a component's template or a part of it anywhere in the document, kind of like the video game. You can even render components outside of the part controlled by your View app. Mind blown. So Adam, have you ever had to write custom validation for form inputs? Yes, I have. We actually have content about Validate on View Mastery. It can get kind of tricky. Yeah, well, luckily for us, Sarah Drasner wrote a fantastic article on CSS tricks for quickly getting up and running with Validate, which is a library created to make form validation a lot easier. Nice. Sarah always does really great work. We've talked about Storybook before on the podcast. That's the open source tool for developing UI components in isolation, right? Yeah, it's fairly simple to use with Vue, but if you want to use it with Nuxt, it's not as straightforward. But Lawrence Braun created an extensive guide and example repository for people who want to start using Storybook with Nuxt. Sweet. This week, we've got part one of another tutorial from Nathan Magyar teaching you how to build a simple photo app with Vue.js, Axios, and the Flickr API. Sounds like fun. I've never actually worked with the Flickr API. Me neither. Definitely a great walkthrough if you haven't worked with any third-party API services before. Unless you're brand new to Vue, you already know what vModel is and how it helps you create two-way data bindings on your form elements. But do you know how it works under the hood? Yeah, I believe it vBinds to a data value and uses vOn to listen for an input event. That event triggers an update on the data value that you're bound to. Yes, that's exactly right. But things get a bit tricky when you want to use vModel on custom elements. Right, like if you're putting vModel on a checkbox input versus a basic text input? Yeah, so Philip Burkowski actually talks about this in an article this week. He shows how to customize the event prop pair, which is accepted by the vModel directive, through a dedicated model property. You can check it out to learn how to use vModel on any view component. Have you spent any time with NativeScript? I've actually been meaning to, uh, but I haven't. <laughs> but I have seen every one of Jen Luber's talks, and it looks really interesting. Yeah, it's pretty great. Well, recently she wrote a blog post on a brand new Vue CLI plugin that enables sharing code between web and mobile in a painless fashion. Nice, so it sounds like it'll help developers keep their code dry. 
D3.js is a popular JavaScript library for creating custom data visualizations. If you haven't used it yet, it may seem a bit intimidating to implement within the Vue app. Yeah, and that's what Simon Woods thought at first, but he came up with a relatively straightforward way to implement it in a Vue component, where he replaces the rendering part of the D3 workflow with Vue's templating system. You can check out his article to learn more. Thanks for listening to the official Vue News. Join us every week for the latest news in the Vue community.